Once again, you are tuned into Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and it's great to have you back again. So so maybe we could start this podcast this time around on this episode with some questions. You answer out there for yourselves, okay? I'll do the same. Here we go. Do you find that faces stand out in the rain? Does no one remember your name? Do faces look ugly when you're alone? Do women seem wicked when you're unwanted? Are streets uneven when you're down? Today will be a super fun episode as we tackle the subject that the Doors and then later Echo and the Bunny Men sang about. Namely, are you strange? Are you weird? Am I? If so, would I know? Then to dig deeper, what then constitutes not being weird? What is normal? And who decides? First off, I'd like to put my spin on the lingo. Now, when I say weird, to me, that's completely different than, you know, saying creepy. Like a creepy person is, is the person that stands too close to you or stares a little bit too long. Or is, you know, just a little up to no good, a little shady. That's not what I mean by strange. That is definitely not what I mean by weird. This podcast, rather, is going to talk about those that are just different from a preconceived norm. Oddballs, those who don't fit into any neat little happy category, and how these are often the most interesting people in the world. But the price they pay to be such is to be viewed by most as weird. Now, let's face it. It can be tough to be a roasted red pepper in a meat and potatoes world, especially depending on where you live. For example, in the United States, demographically being weird is easier in Southern California than it is in Fort Worth, Texas. Places have personalities. I also find it fascinating how sometimes the ones that are perceived as weird in New York or the California weird or the Austin weird a lot of times they usually think that the others also labeled weird from the other places are weird. So it's like, <laughs> it's like the perceived weird calling the perceived weird weird. I think that's ironic as each should be able to relate to each other. But, but I have to say this, I always have, and I always will love a true original, someone who's not trying, someone who's not working at it, not trying to prove anything or having a, hey, everyone, look at how weird I am or look at me type thing. Sometimes I think, for example, and I'm not picking on anybody, people can do what they want, but like those with mohawks or long hair or blue hair or lots of piercings, to me, they're not necessarily weird at all. I mean, they physically present themselves as challenging to some, and I'm sure there are all kinds of legitimate reasons for that. But to me, all that stuff is, is just packaging. If you have a look that thousands of other people also have, 
you're still kind of categorizing yourself as part of a group, even if you're not doing it intentionally or on purpose. My favorite kind of weird person is one who isn't trying so hard. Check this out. When I was in high school, that's when I developed my love for psychology. I read and read and read all kinds of self-help stuff. And, and, and it was actually an elective at my high school when I was a senior in 1989 that put me over the top. My psychology teacher uh, at the time, his name was Mr. Joe McQuistian. He loved the subject and it was contagious. So listen to this. Once he gave us an assignment to take another person, but not make it obvious that the two of you are together, and then both walk on a crowded elevator, what you would do is you would face the back of the elevator and the other person who didn't look like they walked in with you would subtly note the reactions of everybody facing the other way. You know what happened? You immediately even if you were dressed super conservatively or conventionally and non-threateningly, you became the weirdo. You became weird in all of their minds. And all you were doing was standing in a different direction. It's not like you were staring somebody down or right on top of somebody. Maybe you were towards the back wall, but you just were turned a different way. Now, let's be fair. I have been with people that have never tried sushi or have never drank a Pellegrino, or have never read Pablo Neruda, or have ever heard the band Sparks. And you know what? That's totally okay. I never, ever, ever think that I'm better than other people. It was just my very, very Southern California upbringing to, to, to be open and exposed to all kinds of things. But, but where it's hard for me is when one is viewed as some kind of a circus freak, because Others don't know these things. You're put in the weird column. You're going to eat that? I've never heard this kind of music before. And all of a sudden, you're the strange person when really you're the one who kind of has experienced more. Now, on the other hand, I totally respect it. Uh, let me give you an example. Like, let's say someone knows all about vintage country music. I know nothing about those things. Nothing along those lines. But I could totally respect that they do. And if they're passionate about it, I'm probably going to want to learn. See, my concern is when people view other people as weird only because they're not exactly like they are. Or maybe they are, but they just happen to be facing the opposite way on an elevator. But you know, there is a twist to all of this. There was an article about this in the Huffington Post, and its writer stated that as they have grown, they have come to realize that being the weird one is not necessarily an insult. In many cases, it's a compliment. Uh, people basically are saying to them, hey, you know, you're one of a kind. And what's better than that? The Atlantic also had a really nice piece, too, called, I love this, The Perks of Being a Weirdo, How Not Fitting In Can Lead to Creative Thinking. It stated that creative types such as artists and writers, were more likely than, say, business people to be considered odd or peculiar when they were kids. And more than likely, public officials or soldiers were not necessarily considered weird as kids, and they're not necessarily considered different as adults. It also states that being considered weird in your culture can also enhance an element of creativity 
called integrative complexity. Now, people who are strong in integrative complexity, they tend to handle uncertainty better. They're often able to see problems from multiple perspectives because they're not just locked into one. And I love this part too. It states, people who don't fit neatly into a particular group have been found over and over to perform better at outside the box thinking. For example, foreigners are often ignorantly considered strange by people who are native to places. But apparently, there are psychological advantages to feeling like a stranger. How so? Well, it says that children who are exposed to multiple languages are better able to understand an adult's perspective, and they may go on to become better communicators overall throughout their lives. Uh, in one experiment, people who had lived abroad were especially good at finding hidden solutions to word and conceptual problems. And, and it closes the thought by noting that this might help explain why someone like Picasso began experimenting with cubism in Paris, and Handel composed his Messiah piece when he was in England. So it's interesting how sometimes when you're the fish out of water, it may feel like, like you're an oddball, but you may be adding more to the party than people recognize. This all brings me to an interesting subject matter, and that is outsider musical artists. Have you ever heard of outsider music? There's actually a whole genre for this. I've been listening to it for a very long time. Some include famous people like Sid Barrett, formerly of Pink Floyd, or Skip Spence, who was in Moby Grape, or Captain Beefheart in his magic band, or Rocky Erickson in 13th Floor Elevators. I once interviewed the guitarist Bill Harkelroad, uh, who went by the name Zoot Horn Rollo and was part of the Captain Beefheart magic band. And sometimes people listen to those records and they think, you know, this is just a bunch of noise or this doesn't make any sense or I don't understand this. But he told me that as a band, they practiced the same things over and over and over for incredible amounts of time before recording it. It wasn't just noise. It wasn't a joke. It was completely organized. Now, what I find interesting, though, is how most outsider artists are totally obscure. People like the great Daryl Nathan and his song, Beware of Pretty Fine Girls, or Jan Terry and her song, Journey to Mars, or the artist simply known as Kitty with her song, First Time. These are not, and probably never will be, household names. With many outsider artists, some are considered cult classics while others are so totally unknown that there's literally no trace leading to them. But you know what? My favorite thing is that in my experience, none of these people were trying to be in some kind of a genre called outsider music. They were just doing their thing. They probably didn't know outsider music as a genre existed, and for many of them, the term wasn't even used yet at all when they were recording. They just made their music, their weird, lovely, strange, and unique music. And you know what? I'm so glad they did. I, I'd like to close with this. Being weird is okay. You can be principled and coherent and lovable and approachable and still be weird. 
You can be understanding and compassionate and humane and brilliant and still be weird. You can be relatable, moral, interesting, deep, smart, dependable, and still be weird. But for my money, don't base weirdness on packaging. That's not necessarily a true factor. See, a truly wonderfully weird person isn't trying. They're just being themselves. And you know what else? They're not putting on a show for you. They're just doing what they do. We should never view people just being themselves as entertainment, unless they're entertaining us on purpose. View people as people. And remember, being weird isn't always a picnic, especially when you're not trying to be weird on purpose. So be everybody's friend, because who knows? When it all comes out in the wash, that other person that's considered the weird one may be the normal one, and you and I may be the weird one. You weird, weird weirdo. That sound that you don't hear tells us that we have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to accompany our episode. Now, we have for you this time around a refresher podcast, Being Weird, Because You're Worth It playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash being weird because you're worth it. Now, what's funny, again, I always say this, but you don't have to type that whole thing. Once you get the ball rolling, probably by the time you hit the word because, it's going to pop up. Now, guys, this is a special playlist. I did something a little different. I'm challenging you. All of these artists on this playlist are considered outsider music artists. When you hear this playlist, which, by the way, I dare you to listen to all the way through, you will you'll laugh, you'll cry. I'm not kidding. You'll be totally confused. You'll be totally inspired. You'll be all these things somewhere along the way. Now, for the record, I want to make this absolutely clear. I am not mocking or exploiting these artists. I promise you that I never put a song on any of these playlists that I make for these shows that I don't personally like, and this is no exception, honestly. Now, topically, for example, from time to time, some songs just scream out to be used. But my logic is this. If I wouldn't want to hear a song on a playlist, then you might not either. So I only pick what I like. Yes, these will challenge you, but no, under no circumstances am I kidding. Now, put it this way. When I lived in New York, the, the David Bowie album Outside was released, and a friend of mine bought it. I asked him if he liked it. He totally did. But I'll never forget what he said. He said this. He said, it ain't Let's Dance. Same sentiment here. <laughs> None of these on this list will ever were or ever will be hits. But I personally believe that every single one of these people mean it. And more power to all of them. So let's do it. Song number one is a song called Let's Go Party by Kay Lewis. I so want to make this song my ringtone, if that's somehow possible to do. It, it makes me so happy. This young lady is trying so hard, and the equipment and the sound and everything is so primitive and real. She just wants to escape her plight by having fun. 
So hats off to you, K. Lewis, whoever you are, wherever you are. Song number two is Philosophy of the World by the Shags. Now, anyone who's somewhat familiar with outsider music, this is basically outsider music 101. Uh, this got popular. Frank Zappa claimed that the Shags, in his opinion, <laughs> were better than the Beatles. And I don't think he was joking. Now, he, by the way, could have made this playlist, too, if I wanted to put his material on here. But I wanted to go more obscure. People know Zappa. Now, when you hear philosophy of the world and immediately want to dismiss it, first think about this. Listen to the words that these young women wrote and tie it in with its title and then do this, compare its complexity and simply put depth to any song currently in the top 10 in the pop charts this week. I don't care what week you're listening to this podcast. Listen to the simple but deep words of this little song and compare them to anything on the charts now and see what happens. What is also wonderful is that if you listen to the shags over and over and over for some reason that's hard to put down on paper, it all starts to make sense. And while it's totally scattered in the technical sense, it doesn't matter. You just like it. You love it or you hate it. I love it. Number three is a song called You Put My Love Out the Door by Daniel Johnston. In the 90s, if you look at old pictures of award shows and things like that, you would constantly see Kurt Cobain wearing a Daniel Johnston t-shirt. I think it would say, hi, how are you at the top? Now, again, this guy is a textbook outsider artist. You put my love out the door by Daniel Johnston. Number four, it's a long way to heaven by the children of sunshine. FYI, the drummer is really good to follow along with along the way on this one. Song number five is Jim on the Move by Lizzie Mercier Desclo. Song number six is Humdinger by the Space Lady. Song number seven, Skeletons by the Inflatable Boy Clams. Now, I remember Rodney Bingenheimer used to play this spooky show on his show in Los Angeles in the wee hours of the morning on Sundays. You would every once in a while hear him play this, this little thing. Number eight, Flip Flop Fly. By the official poster lady for the Refresher podcast, yes, the one and only Lucia Pamela is back on yet another one of our playlists. And yes, you are so very welcome. Number nine is I Remember by Molly Drake, which is very, very pretty. And finally, number 10, the pride of Pensacola, Florida, Mr. Mark Gormley with Sing Me Your Song. Now find this video on YouTube really any video with him in it is is amazing now granted the videos are silly they're meant to be they're going to make you smile but the entire time you're going to be conflicted because at the same time his music legitimately is really really good like as far as i'm concerned this song could have easily fit in on a household name album completely snugly in the 1970s and could, in my opinion, extremely easily be a classic rock station staple in heavy rotation if given the chance. It's just a beautiful song. Sing Me Your Song by Mark Gormley. Again, you can find this playlist 
really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash being weird because you're worth it. On behalf of the refresher podcast, you strange nut job listeners are all so supportive and I appreciate the daylights out of you. Now, if you think others might like our program, please pass it along. Maybe, maybe your friends could use a positive voice at home or on the way to work in their car or even doing something mundane like going through a car wash. I would love to see this little happy show grow. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, and only if you'd like to, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description in Spotify, and in fact, on all the platforms, and it gives you the options of contributing either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Again, if you are so inclined, that would be great, but whether you do or whether you don't, just enjoy the show. We're very happy that you're here. Hey, how about we do some hellos this time around? This is so exciting. Let's put out some big hellos to our listener, our combined listeners in California, mostly in the Los Angeles area. We want to say hello to the state of New York, New York City. We have listeners in Brooklyn, Syracuse, Elmira, Warwick, and the Bronx. We have our Texas listeners in Dallas, Carrollton, Arlington, Irving, Plano, Fort Worth, Humble, Grand Prairie, and Tyler. Also, a big hello, too, to Winter Park, Florida, Columbus, Ohio, Chicago and Glendale Heights in Illinois, Wichita, Kansas, Duluth, Georgia, and our listeners in Boston and in Worcester, Massachusetts. There's also listeners in Niantic, uh, not, yeah, Niantic, Connecticut, Black Mountain, North Carolina, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Also, a big hello to our listeners in Calabarzon in the Philippines and British Columbia and Canada and Hess, Germany. Come on, really? How cool. Listen, guys, I'm not bragging with all this. I'm just so genuinely happy. If, if I forgot your town or your country, please let me know. You have to understand, I didn't reach out personally to anyone in almost every single one of these locations. So again, thanks so much for the amazing word of mouth, both to all of you diehard listeners that come in from week to week, as well as those just joining us. This seriously would not be possible without, without you. It would be impossible. Another podcast of note is the Managing Expectations podcast featuring my friends Jeff and Brian. Check them out on Spotify. They are the Managing Expectations podcast. It's a, it's a nice listening experience. You learn something and you'll also be entertained, which I think is a great combo in my opinion. Also, there is the 7208 podcast on Spotify, too, where my son, Harrison, and I tackle pop culture multi-generationally. That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. You love me, Harrison. I love you twice back. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. 
We'll see you next time. Thanks again.